Exodus chapter 4. We're going to read through the first 17 verses tonight. Exodus chapter 4. Appreciate everybody braving the rain tonight, getting out in the storm. At least we got a break for a few minutes. We left off last week at chapter 3 where Moses had encountered the Lord at the burning bush. And what an amazing and awesome experience that must have been for Moses. And what a shock that must have been for Moses because God said, Oh, by the way, I'm fixing to send you back to Egypt to rescue my people. And so uh, Moses apparently wasn't too excited about the task that God had appointed him to. And we're going to see that even more so in the text tonight. So let's pray and then we'll jump into Exodus 4. Father God, we come to you tonight and I thank you for these good words and I pray that you would help us to, to learn something uh, through the life of Moses, through what you called him to. And, and dear Lord, maybe you, you won't ever call us to anything as grand as to delivering a whole people from, from another, another place. God, maybe you will. I don't know what you'll call us to, dear Lord, but we may not ever have to experience the task as grand as the one that you called Moses to, but God, you call us to our own task, no matter how big or how small we may think they are. And dear Lord, I pray that you would help us to, to find the same trust in you that Moses had, to, to help us be reminded tonight that you are the God of our weaknesses, that you are our strength when we are weak, dear Lord. So whatever you call us to, God, help us to realize that it's not in our own strength that we're going to do it, but it's in your strength, dear Lord. And just as you helped your servant Moses to get through what you called him to do, you will help us to get through what you call us to do. So just bless the reading of your word tonight, dear Lord. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. Amen. Verse 1. We'll just kind of read through a few verses at a time, and then we'll, we'll talk about what's going on. We'll read through the first nine and just kind of talk about what, what's happened in them. Uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Then Moses answered, What if they won't believe me and will not obey me, but... But say, the Lord did not appear to you. The Lord asked him, What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. And then he said, Throw it on the ground. He threw it on the ground, and it became a snake. Moses ran from it. But the Lord told him, Stretch out your hand and grab it by the tail. So he stretched out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. This will take place, he continued. So they, so they will believe that Yahweh, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. In addition, the Lord said to him, Put your hand inside your cloak. So he put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, his hand was diseased, white as snow. And then he said, Put your hand back inside your cloak. He put his hand back inside his cloak, and when he took it out, it had again become like the rest of his skin. If they will not believe you and will not respond to the evidence of the first sign, they may believe the evidence of the second sign. And if they don't believe even these two signs or listen to what you say, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. The water you make, excuse me, the water you take from the Nile will become the blood, will become blood on the ground. 
So here is Moses' response to what God had called him to. God had called Moses to go back into Egypt, which there was uh, no doubt some hostility there, or at least there was toward Moses when he left. And, and Moses is kind of in excuse mode. At least that's kind of kind of how I see it in these texts. And he says, "But God, what if they're not? What if they won't listen to me when I go back? What if they say you ain't heard from God?" And God said, "All right, if if, if they're not going to believe you, I'm going to give you some things that you can do." Some miracles, some signs that can be performed so that the people will know that you're not just some lunatic who's been gone for 40 years and you're coming in just saying all kind of crazy stuff. And so he told Moses to take his staff and God turned that staff into a snake and, and Moses was a little afraid as most of us would be. Who wouldn't be afraid if you were holding a stick and the next second God turned the stick into a snake? That is a, a scary thing. And God said, all right, pick it up. And Moses was able to pick up the, the snake and it turned back into a staff. And, and God went through these, uh, these different signs. He told him to put his hand inside of his cloak and it would become diseased. And when he pulled it out and he put it back in and it was healed and it was uh, brought back to normal. And finally, the Lord said, pour water from the Nile onto the ground and it will turn to blood. Now, I would venture to say that if any of us saw any of these things, that it would probably get our attention. And the Israelites would have been no different. Even though the Israelites had been in uh, slavery for quite some time or bondage or whatever we want to describe it as, uh, they had no doubt not forgotten about the Lord. Even though maybe they had felt that God had abandoned or God hadn't paid attention, no matter what the circumstances was, they still would have at least had some remembrance of the Lord, if not fully just trusting and praising Him. And so God said, all right, Moses, I've heard the cries of my people. I want you to go back. And if they're not going to listen to you, you do these signs and maybe they are going to listen. So God is preparing Moses. He's, he's given Moses uh, far more ability than Moses has on his own. God is saying, I'm not just sending you on your own to rely on your own uh, abilities. But God says, I'm going to do some miracles uh, through you. So Here's what I'm going to do. And he tells him to do those three things. Then Moses responds again in verse 10. But Moses replied to the Lord, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, either in the past or recently, or since you have been speaking to your servant, because I am slow and hesitant in speech. So here we see Moses, he's still trying to get out of it. Please, God, if just don't send me. I can, I'm not an eloquent speaker. Uh, some translations would say he has a heavy tongue. Now, I don't know if, if Moses just wasn't a good speaker. Like, he just he couldn't string sentences together. Maybe he was shy when he got in front of a crowd and kind of began to tense up. Or perhaps he had a speech impediment. He would stutter. Some would say that he perhaps had a speech impediment. I don't really know exactly what was going on with Moses when it says that he's not an eloquent speaker or that he's uh, not able to speak well or he's hesitant in speech or has a heavy tongue. But whatever it was that, that he was talking about here, the point is, is that he didn't really want to do it. Please, Lord, send somebody else. I'm not the man for the job. He was trying to convince the Lord that the Lord didn't want to use him. Now, some of us may have done the very same thing in our life. I, I spent many years of my life trying to convince the Lord that He did not want to use me. He did not want to call me as a preacher. And I argued with the Lord and I pleaded with the Lord just like Moses. And guess who won the argument? 
Well, you know who won the argument because I'm here preaching. When God calls you to something, it's not like God made a mistake. It's not like God all of a sudden is going to say, Oh, Moses, I didn't know you had trouble speaking in front of crowds. I didn't know you stuttered. My bad, dog. Let me go find somebody else. God knows what our weaknesses are. He knows what we can and can't do. But I said this a week or two ago, and he doesn't call us because of our abilities. He calls us, and he does just like he did with Moses. He gives us and he equips us in every way that we need to be equipped so that we can do what he calls us to do. Verse 11, Yahweh said to him, Who made the human mouth? Who made him mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, Yahweh? Now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. So God had a response. He said, Moses, who are you talking to here? I am, I am Yahweh. I am the God. I, I have done everything. I make, people, I make people be able to speak. I make people deaf. I make people can see. I make people blind. I have control over all situations, over any and everything. God is saying, look, that excuse ain't going to fly. That ain't going to cut it. I can see through that. I have power to do whatever I need to do. So you can, you can move on to something else, essentially. In verse 13, though, but uh, Moses said, Please, Lord, send someone else. Moses is trying his best to get out of this. He's trying his best to get the Lord to call on someone else to go back to the land of Egypt. And in verse 14, it says, Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, Isn't Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And I also... He is on his way now to meet you. He will rejoice when he sees you. You will speak with him and tell him what to say. I will help both of you and him to speak and will teach you both what to do. He will speak to the people for you. He will be your spokesman and you will serve as God to him. And take this staff in your hand that you will perform the signs with. So God says, all right. I see that you don't want to go, Moses. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send a helper to you. I'm going to send your very brother, Aaron, to come and to speak on your behalf. And sometimes it helps as Christians if we're with other people. Sometimes there may be someone we need to go talk to or some ministry we need to get involved in or something that maybe we feel God calling us to do. And we just can't can't work up and get brave enough to do what God's calling us to do. But you know, it really helps when you have somebody by your side. It makes a big difference. Have you ever been scared to go somewhere before? Maybe into the woods, or maybe into an old house, or maybe there's some place or some situation you have to go in, and you're kind of scared to go on your own. But if you've got a friend there, or if you've got a spouse there, it makes it a lot easier when you've got somebody by your side to conquer those things that are very scary to you. And even though Moses should have trusted fully in God, knowing that God could have given him all the power and ability to speak and do everything that he needed to do, it was pretty cool that God saw that in Moses' weakness, he said, you know what, I'm going to send somebody to be his helper. I'm going to send someone to help him through this task that I've called him to do. And I think it's the same for those of us who are Christians, those of us who are, who are in a body of Christ, is that sometimes uh, we need to work together. Sometimes uh, we need someone to come alongside of us. Sometimes we just need that little extra encouragement. 
And maybe our trust and our faith should be a little more in the Lord than what it is. But just as God saw Moses' weaknesses and knew what it was going to take, God provided someone to be there with him. And just like Moses, all of us probably have some weaknesses and, and, and probably areas where we're not as strong as we could be, uh, whether it be in our speaking abilities or, or whatever it may be in our life. There are weaknesses that we all encounter. But when we encounter those weaknesses, it should cause us to trust in the Lord all the more. I think about uh, Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, I believe, where it is where, where Paul is going through this discussion with the Lord. He's going through some things, and God says, My grace is sufficient, for power is perfected in weakness. God could have called the most eloquent speaker there was in the world. God could have called anybody he wanted to to lead his people out of Egypt, but he chose Moses, knowing all of his weaknesses, knowing his doubt, knowing that he was a murderer, knowing his sinful past, knowing everything that he had done, God chose to use Moses. And it may be that God is choosing to use some of you tonight. He may be choosing to use you or I in something that maybe we're like Moses and we're begging the Lord, please, God, don't. Don't call me to that because I'm not able to do it. I'm not capable to do it. But what we need not forget is that we can't trust in our own abilities and our own strengths and our own skills, but rather we need to fully trust in the strength of the Lord. The same Lord who could turn a staff into a snake, the same Lord who could turn a hand from normal to diseased and back to normal in just a few minutes' time, the same Lord that can take water from a river here on this earth and when it is poured out, it turns into blood, the same Lord who can perform all those signs and wonders and all of the plagues that we're going to see as we read through the book of Exodus, the same Lord who has the power to do all of those things is the same God who may be calling you and I to do a task for Him. And if he calls us to it, let us not rely on, his, on our strength for it, but let us rely on his strength to know that he has the strength and power to get us through. And he will give us what we need to do what he calls us to do. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and, and we thank you for uh, these, good, these good words. And dear Lord, help us to be just raring to go when you call us to do something. Help us to be ready when you place something right in front of us that, that you call us to do. Help us not to, not to be like Moses, God, even though sometimes we are. Sometimes we don't want to do what you call us to do. Maybe because it's scary, maybe because we just don't, don't like it, or maybe it's going to inconvenience us, whatever it may be, dear Lord. There are many reasons why sometimes we don't want to serve you, but Dear Lord, if you call us for the job, it's because it's because we're the man or we're the woman for the job. And so, God, I pray that you would help us to to be have the faith and to be willing and, and, and ready to serve when you call. And dear Lord, just be patient with us in our weaknesses. Because God, you know our weaknesses uh, before we, we come and make our excuses, just like Moses did. God, you know the things we struggle with. But uh, dear Lord, just be patient with us and, and be our strength. God, maybe it's that we need a, a helping hand. Maybe we need a group or, or another person to kind of be that encouragement and that strength. And God, pair us up with whoever we need. If there's something that we need to do and we need others to be involved, then give us that, 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 that friend, dear Lord, to be with us, to help us do what you call us to do. And God, help us to not forget that, that your grace is sufficient and that your power is perfected in weakness. 
dear Lord, whatever weaknesses we may have, God, we may not be able to do things on our own, but God, by you using us and doing things that are impossible for us to do, your power is shown, and God, all the glory is given to you because we know that whatever task it is that's done, it's not within our strength. We know the strength has to come from you. So God, I pray that we never boast to think too much of ourselves, to think it's of our doing of our, or of our strength, but to realize, God, that you are the one who gets us through and you are the God of our weaknesses. So Father God, I pray that you get us home safe tonight. I pray that you help us just to have a good week, keep each one safe. Dear Lord, pray for the ones that aren't here. There are many that are traveling. There are many that are sick. Uh, there are many that are just got different things going on and the rain kept them in, dear Lord, for whatever reason. But you know uh, all the ones that weren't here and I pray, God, that you just would give them a good week and get them home safely, God, and just bring them back next week. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.